Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Saturday evening. Great show on the way. What a day of action in the Premier League. Graham Potter getting thrashed on his return to the Amex. We have all the full-time reports from the day's action. We'll hear from Cork City women's boss Danny Murphy. They won away to Treaty earlier. John McCarthy was in Bantry at the Junior A football semi-final between Kilmory and Erhan. He also joins us to preview tomorrow's huge county finals day at Parky Cueve. We hear from the Nemo Rangers camp also. Munster are in action at Thoman Park against Ulster unfortunately they do trail 10-3 with 38 minutes gone and of course Ireland are causing headaches at the Cricket World Cup we hear from their captain towards the end of the show all of that is coming up between here and 7 Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock on Cork's Red FM on the Big Red Bench. And let's start off with probably the biggest news story at the moment um, in, in the Premier League, certainly. Um, not the uh, not the, the, the uh, homecoming. Well, is it really a homecoming um, that, that Graham Potter would have liked at the Amex? Uh, Brighton and Roberto De Zerbi. First win for Roberto De Zerbi as Brighton boss. They beat Chelsea 4-1. Alan Lewis was there. It's finished Brighton 4, Chelsea 1, a wonderful game, a cracking atmosphere ends with Brighton claiming a first win for new manager Roberto De Zerbi. After having two chances cleared off the line, Leandro Trossard gave his side the advantage after only five minutes. They were gifted a 3-0 half-time lead by not one but two Chelsea own goals by Loftus-Cheek and Shalabar. You thought the comeback could be on when Havertz pulled one back just three minutes after the break, but some good goalkeeping and resolute defending meant it never materialised. Pascal Gross put the icing on the cake deep into stoppage time. Graham Potter's return to the Amex ends with his first defeat as Chelsea manager. It finished Brighton 3, Brighton 4, Chelsea 1. Yeah, miserable, miserable stuff on his return to his former club. Um, yeah, they hadn't, uh, they hadn't been uh, unbe- they'd been, they Chelsea were unbeaten since Graham Potter took over. Um, but yeah, first, uh, first win for Brighton since Potter left. Potter told Sky Sports News his side struggled to cope as their opponents raced into an early 2-0 lead. They've given everything and they did again today. It's just to congratulate Brighton. The, the intensity was there. The atmosphere was strong and we suffered a little bit in the, in the, in the start of the game. And, and when the scoreline's against you, it's very difficult. Yeah, and huge for Roberto De Zerbi. To be fair, Brighton have been impressive under him. Again, not getting that win, but uh, it was certainly interesting to watch. Um, he has been also speaking after the game to Sky Sports News. Um, he said they started very, very well. Fantastic in terms of aggressivity without the ball. With the ball, we played like men. Uh, my way, their way. We have uh, our style. And the first 25 minutes uh, were fantastic, really fantastic. Yeah, interesting style. They do play. They kind of just they they let you come on to them, really press them back in their own box and pass their way through. Um, it's uh, definitely high risk, but a high reward, as was seen today at the Amex elsewhere. 
very lucky uh, for Tottenham. They had to come from behind to beat Bournemouth. They won 3-2 in the end. Alan Seabrook was at the Vitality Stadium. Finished Bournemouth 2, Tottenham 3 at the end of an entertaining game that saw Tottenham turn this one on his head. Indeed, it was Bournemouth who took the lead on 22 minutes. Kiefer Moore slotting home from the edge of the penalty area. And Moore again early in the second half that doubled Bournemouth's advantage. But Spurs were far from done and they got back into the game of 56 minutes with a goal from Sessignon. Eight minutes later it was two. Ben Davis heading home at the far post from a right wing corner and as we went into injury time Bournemouth finally buckled. The ball dropping to substitute Bentacle who stabbed the ball into the back of the net with the instep of the right boot. It finished here. Bournemouth two, Spurs three. Yeah, and they were in danger of slipping behind Newcastle before that Rodrigo Bentancur uh, winner in the 92nd minute, of course. Newcastle with a big win. We'll hear about that a little bit later on. But Spurs boss Antonio Conte told Sky Sports he's delighted to see his side return to form in the top flight. It was vital to, to win this game because uh, in the last two games in the uh, Premier League, uh, we got uh, zero points. Yeah, it's not as explosive as the couple of clips we've heard from Conte throughout the week. Um, Absolutely hammering VAR and the decisions and the officials and I have to say the one uh, in the in the Champions League the other night I'm afraid he's wrong because it was just offside plain and simple uh, but uh, and also you know he wasn't complaining about VAR uh, when uh, when Cucurella's hair was pulled in the box was a Romero uh, when they got the winner at Stamford Bridge uh, a little bit earlier in the season but um, that leaves uh, Spurs third 26 points um, from 13 games um, Man City now on top of course um, they won earlier on we'll, we'll hear about that in a while but yeah Newcastle are uh, Newcastle fourth at the moment um, game in hand uh, Manchester United of course two games in hand they're four points clear of United and Chelsea with also a game in hand they're three points clear of them uh, but it's a big win for them over Aston Villa at St James's Park here's Stephen Goldsmith Newcastle 4 Aston Villa nil. a rout at St James's in a game Aston Villa were very much in until a collapse at 2-0 that was a Callum Wilson header to add to a first half penalty by the same player Joe Linton then scored a rebound from close range to make it 3 and Miguel Almiron who was in white hot form at the moment curled in a wonderful fourth Newcastle then hit the woodwork twice as the visitors crumbled and hung on to keep the scoreline at Newcastle 4 Aston Villa 0 just uh, as an aside to uh, our Premier League roundup, the clock had gone into the red at Thoman Park, but Ulster have gone over for another try. Um, I was always, I was almost more scared of Ulster than Leinster, to be honest, which uh, shaping up because Ulster have been very impressive so far to the start of this season. They have gone over again, so not good news coming out of Thoman Park for Graham Rowntree and for Munster. Now, um, Crystal Palace. They beat Southampton 1-0 in their Premier League game. Nigel Bidmead was at Sellers Park. Crystal Palace 1, Southampton 0. Palace made it three home wins in a row and kept a clean sheet at Sellers Park for the first time this season. But Southampton's three-match unbeaten run is over. Palace were excellent in the first half and fully deserved to lead through Odson Edwards' close-range finish on 38 following good work from Will Saha and Tyrick Mitchell. Southampton were by far the better side after the break and had numerous chances to equalise but Eagles keeper Vincente Gaeta proved unbeatable. Palace 1, Southampton 0. 
Yeah, Nathan Doak is just standing over the conversion attempt at the moment for Ulster here at Thoman Park. The clock is in the red. It's 15-3 after that try. Can he add the two more extra points? And he doesn't. He doesn't. A very strange kick. It started out left, came in then, thought it was going to go split the post, but actually came really far right and uh, went outside the right post. So 15-3 at halftime in Thoman Park. Munster trailing Ulster, unfortunately. Now, it finished up one all between Brentford and Wolves. Ian Beach was at the Brentford Community Stadium. Brentford won, Wolves won, a goal each, and they couldn't have been much closer together. Ben Mee put Brentford ahead early in the second half with a volley after a short corner. A minute or so later, Ruben Neves equalised with a curling shot from the edge of a packed penalty area. Both teams had chances to win this game in the closing stages. Wolves are probably happiest to leave with a point, but right at the end, they had their striker Diego Costa sent off after a VAR check showed he had headbutted the Brentford defender Ben Mee. It finished Brentford 1, Wolves 1. Manchester City are top of the league as we said for 24 hours anyway until Arsenal play tomorrow they beat Leicester City 1-0 in the lunchtime game Frank Watson was at the King Power Stadium Leicester City 0 Manchester City 1 the two teams separated by one moment of magic from Kevin De Bruyne who curled in a free kick from 25 yards top left hand corner angle of bar and post giving Danny Ward in the last goal no chance whatsoever just after the break Soon after that, Yuri Tielemans had Leicester's best opportunity, crashing a volley against the Manchester City bar. Both teams made several substitutions. Manchester City still dominated possession, but couldn't create many chances in the absence of Erling Haaland. And if anything, it was Leicester who looked most likely to seize an equaliser towards the end. They didn't manage it. It finished Leicester City nil, Manchester City won. Yeah, a bit of a frustrating one for the champions. They were without top scorer Erling Haaland. And yeah, fantastic free kick from Kevin De Bruyne to break the deadlock. City boss, uh, hold on a second, where has he gone? City boss Pep Guardiola says their opponents set up in a way which restricted his team's chances. This type of games are free kicks at pieces and Kevin De Bruyne helps to win. This type of actions, you can break it. How many games you break for a corner's free kicks for this kind of situation? A lot, in, especially in this type of game. So Leicester defends incredible well, so deep with a lot of people and it's difficult. Yeah, and uh, two games on this evening then um, at the moment approaching halftime almost 40 minutes gone it's Fulham nil, Everton nil, and then at a quarter to eight tonight Liverpool host Leeds in the late game Jesse Marsh of course under serious pressure um, at Elland Road so uh, will he come away with at least a performance that kind of keeps him in the job if they get if they get thrashed 3 or 4 nil, I imagine it's uh, good night, sweet prince. But um, okay, you know what? With the way Liverpool have been playing, um, it's definitely a chance for for Marsh to, to to take some pressure off himself. Right, we'll keep an eye on the Fulham and Everton game as we go through the show, as we will with the Munster and Ulster game. Just a reminder: it's fifteen three there at half time at Thomond Park. Um, the All Stars uh, took place last night. David Clifford capped an incredible year with being crowned Footballer of the Year. The Kerry All Ireland winner beat competition from Galway duo Shane Walsh and. Killian McDade Galway's Jack Lynn was named Young Footballer of the Year uh, Limerick's All-Ireland winning wing back Dermot Burns was crowned Hurler of the Year and in a year for defenders Kil- Kilkenny cornerback Mikey Butler won the Young Hurler Award and also 
Um, also got a, an all-star ahead of uh, Sean Finn, possibly, um, which is a bit crazy. But Limerick did dominate the hurling all-star team. Of course, seven players uh, on it. And uh, Kilkenny coming away with four all-stars. Clare took three and Galway won. And of course, the, the football all-stars were announced earlier in the week. Kerry taking seven seven I think there as well um, but of course the big one then in the football was that um, Reen O'Neill Re- in fairness I think Reen O'Neill over Tom O'Sullivan definitely deserved an all-star uh, but yeah Tom O'Sullivan as well uh, hard to he's he's the same boat I suppose as Sean, Sean Finn really there's so many players that, that are going for that that cornerback spot uh, on the All-Stars but uh, look they both have their All-Ireland medals at least um, Reno O'Neill though I really do think he should have got one because like the excitement he gave us this year in the Championship um, and Armagh in general Armagh with no All-Star was quite disappointing I would say two players from Derry as well on it um, but um, yeah look interesting uh, to say the least um, and of course we, we had three Cork nominations for the Hurling as well Kieran Joyce who was also up for young Hurler of the Year Robbie O'Flynn and Dara Fitzgibbon unfortunately not uh, not quite cutting it this year um, elsewhere uh, in Cork today the SE Systems Intermediate Camogie County Final Replay and it went to extra time again level after 60 minutes I think it was 2.11 apiece between Ahabulog and Black Rock and it was Ahabulog who edged out one point winners at the end of extra time absolute scenes uh, 2.17 to 3.13 the final score we retweeted a video that uh, Ahabulog uh, Camogie Club uh, posted and yeah uh, great scenes at the end of that one um, f- uh, Golf Seamus Power is four under par through six of his third round of the Bermuda Championship on the PGA Tour he's 16 under par all round and in a tie for the lead uh, fair play Seamus Power he's had a fantastic weekend and uh, looks like he, he's going to be well in contention heading into hopefully tomorrow's final round it's very early on yet though in that round uh, boxing Katie Taylor looks to make it 22 wins from 22 fights as a professional boxer tonight um, I'll be honest with you there hasn't been a lot of uh, publicity to, about this fight to be fair it's kind of only ramped up maybe yesterday and today uh, the undisputed world lightweight champion defends her IBF WBA WBC and WBO titles against Argentina's Karen Elizabeth Caraboyal at the Wembley Arena it's Taylor's first bout since defeating rival Amanda Serrano six months ago is that already six months ago wow uh, while uh, Caraboyal is undefeated in her 19 fights to date in the Women's National League Cork City beat Treaty United 3-0 at Market's Fields, uh, thanks to a brace from Aoife Cronin either side of an Ava Mangan strike I spoke to City boss Danny Murphy after the game Alright I'm joined on the line by Danny Murphy Cork City FC women's manager Danny I suppose a great way to round out the season a 3-0 win away to Treaty United uh, your thoughts on the game today? Yeah no it was a really um, positive way to finish the season I thought that um, you know we, we dominated the game for large parts and um, We've limited them to very barely any chances, and you know we we just played some really good stuff, and it just all kind of connected together. You know everything we've worked on since we've been in it just all fell into place today, and it was just you felt very confident after five, like first eight minutes. You could just see that we were going to kind of be on it from the start of the game. Yeah, as you said, like it's it's, it's a fantastic way to round out the season, and uh, it, it it just uh, it, it leaves you with that bit of a bounce in your step, I suppose. Now uh, heading into the heading into the off season. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of positives gone on so far this, since I've came in, and you know, there's a lot of positive stuff happening around the club, around the women's team, and you know, to finish with a win, it just keeps 
it just keeps that positivity around of what we're trying to do. So, you know, you know, you could lose, you could finish the season with a win and be, uh, with a loss, sorry, and you could be going into a game. We've got a lot of work to do, but you know, it's just small minor details and little things we need to fix and improve on, and I think we'll be able to compete in, you know, the, the top half of the season, uh, top half of the league next season, and you know, not be down at the bottom end of the season, the league, you know. Yeah, Aoife Cronin as well, of course. Uh, Brace today, um, which it's, it's always great, I suppose, uh, when, you, when you see uh, players performing well and uh, backing it up then uh, with, a, with a couple of goals as well. Yeah, I think, you know, Aoife's probably not had the chance to play in a position she wants to play in terms of how we set up and play as a team. And we just decided, look, during the week that we were going to play a little bit different going into this game, just felt going into last week's game, we didn't provide enough uh, support in the front area. So we wanted to go with two up top today. And, you know, we we said to during the week listen an opportunity to go and showcase how good you know that you can be and go and enjoy yourself and try and get a couple of goals and she actually ended up doing that so you know I think you know the work that was done in and around her in the team you know and it created that opportunity for her to get them goals Eva Mannion was exceptional again and you know she's listen she, she, she's an exceptional talent and She's, she's, there's still more to come from her and she's still learning the game so we're excited Absolutely I, I suppose looking at, at the at the table look at like there's not much to, to get from it I suppose the one thing you can say is that you are closer to, to the teams above you than, than, than what's below you uh, obviously finishing ahead of Treaty United and look the start of the season has, has skewed that anyway there's not a whole lot to, to look at there but at least it, there is a sign though that you are definitely closer to, to, to the pack above yeah, no, listen, we know that, the players know it, and it's just about getting the small little details of things and, you know, we're changing the culture a little bit in terms of in terms of the women's side of the club and our, you know, more professional outlook on how things are done and what we want to do. So, you know, look, things have changed and things have changed very drastically and very quickly, but, you know, there's still so much more to give and so much more for them to come. So we were really looking forward to it, and I know the girls are as well. Um, then now it's not going to be easy but you know if you put in the time and effort and you get the rewards that you deserve yeah, and even I suppose it just the club itself, uh, the men's and women's team now preparing for for Premier Division football again next year. There's a good buzz around the club, and I imagine that the two teams feed off each other. Yeah, no, it does, and I think like, the, the, the positive the things that the club are doing for the women's side now in terms of the that's going to be the first season where the club fully start a season and actually running the tide and looking after the women's side. And look, there's a lot of expectation on myself and the girls and, and the club as well. And we want to deliver because we, we do believe that we can be a top four team in, in, the, in the seasons to come. And, you know, the things we've implemented already as one as a group is, is putting us in that place to be able to be there. Absolutely. Well, Danny, look, we look forward to speaking with you closer to the pre-season. Um, well done today. Uh, nice way to finish off the season. Thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench. No problem. Appreciate you calling. Yeah, good win there for uh, Danny Murphy's charges in the Women's National League. I suppose the uh, the other big news during the week with Cork City was the uh, the news that Grovemore uh, will not be completing the purchase of the club, um, the English-based group uh, led by Trevor Hemmings, who sadly died last year, uh, had saved City in early 2020 by supplying the finances necessary to secure the licence uh, from the FAI. But um, as part of the deal, they brought the sell-on clauses City had uh, brokered during the sales of uh, Shawnee McGuire and Alan Brown 
owned Preston the club they also own um, but um, look it's not going to go through and it's a difficult time for the club and obviously when you're going into the Premier Division you know you you, you have to invest money and um, it's it's going to be difficult for the club to do that but hopefully um, we can try to stay positive and they can um, maybe put get get as, as good a, a return on whatever investment they can make uh, over the off season and likewise as well for, for Danny's side for the for the women who will be hoping to, to build on the the progress they made towards the end of this season at least they have been far better um, over the last uh, couple of months and uh, yeah Look, heading into next year, hopefully uh, Cork City women's can be uh, at least in mid-table, trying to maybe push on a, a small bit. Um, but uh, yeah, great work, uh, to be fair, being done by Danny Murphy there. Um, Waterford, they take a 4-1 lead back to the RSC for this evening's first division playoff, second leg with Treaty United. That's underway later on at 7.45 in the FAI Intermediate Cup College Corinthians beat Leeds 2-1 a little earlier on. Now, coming up after the break, we're going to go all into Gaelic football and, of course, two huge county finals on tomorrow. We're going to hear from Luke Connolly and Paul Donovan from the Nemo Rangers camp. I'm also going to speak to John McCarthy on the two games, of course, St. Michael's uh, also uh, contesting the uh, Senior A final. Um, so we, we speak about, uh, we're going to speak about those two games and, of course, as well, Jar was in Bantry at the Junior A semi-finals where Kilmurray booked their play um in the final against Cove. So stay tuned for that. That's all coming up after the break. The big red bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan Leahy here with you until 7 o'clock. They're back underway at Thoman Park, of course. Munster, unfortunately, trailing Ulster in the Interpro in the URC 15-3. But they have uh, won a scrum in the Ulster half here after uh, clearance from Jack Crowley. Um, and uh, seem, seeming to have the better of. They are down to 14, though. I think it's... Uh, I'm not too sure who's in the sin bin. I was trying to see there. Um, I think it is Odo. It is one of the centres, anyway, that is in the sin bin at the moment. Um, but yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. 45 minutes gone there, but th- three tries already ran in uh, for Ulster. Uh, but you know, Munster cannot afford to concede anymore, really. And they do definitely have to go and get the uh, next try in the game. Right, it's scoreless at halftime between Fulham and Everton in the Premier League Guy Swindles is at Craven Cottage Fulham nil, Everton nil, but a frantic first half could have seen it three all at the break in the first ten minutes alone both keepers made world class saves first Lino to tip over Gray's effort and then Pickford somehow managed to tip Willian's shot over the bar at the other end since then it has just been chance after chance at both ends and both teams have had periods in the match when they have been in control. They just haven't been able to keep there, and that's why it's still, at the moment, Fulham nil, Everton nil. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's Malachi Fekitoa who's in the sin bin at the moment for Munster, and uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on the game between Fulham and Everton, also in the Premier League. Uh, Kilmurray 
booked a date with Cove in the County Junior A football final today. They beat Arhan 1-10 to 1-6. Dermot McCarthy was in Bantry. Kilmurray manager Cormac Lenehan gave him his thoughts after the game. Okay, first of all, congratulations. It's it's important to get to a county final, but your first half performance, you're up 1-7 to no score at the break. You must have been delighted with that. Yeah, we did well in the first half. Um, we would have preferred to play against the wind, but we got the wind. They won the toss. And, yeah, we we finished well. We got a good goal. And we kept our composure. And we worked hard. They were a very, very good side. We knew they were going to be very good. There's no bad team left. And, and any team that comes in to the county or their division is going to be a good side. They're a very, very good side. They're a very well-prepared side. And... It went well for us in the first half. Sometimes when you have the wind, it doesn't go that well. It went well for us today with the wind. Yeah, so we were happy at halftime. And how happy are you with the way you played in the second half? Because for that third quarter, you defended really well because you knew they were going to come back at you, but you managed to keep them out and just being able to keep the scoreboard ticking over got you over the line. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we just, at halftime, you say the normal thing. You say to the team, we win the second half, we win the game, and second half was tight we held them we held them we got a few scores we defended well they came at us as they were as they would and our backs did really well in the second half as did our forwards working hard and everybody in a fair shift because you don't get to a county final without working very hard what does getting to a county final mean for you in this particular group of players it means an awful lot for everybody for the club I mean Kilmurray have a proud tradition they're they always take their football very serious. Uh, it means an awful lot for the club. It means an awful lot for this group. For all of us, there's been a lot of work put in. But I mean, there's been Kilmurray managers in the past and Kilmurray groups and Kilmurray teams that have worked just as hard. We've been lucky this year. Things have gone our way and you also make your own look. And it's great to be in the county final. It's, it's where you want to be. Players love being there. And we'll see where it goes from here. It's Cove in the final. I don't know if you know that. They would be both of in the other semi-final. So, I mean, this year's championship is very evenly fought. It's very hard to predict. And there's just another example of that. Absolutely. Um, Cove are a very good side. Cove beat Cullen. Cullen are a very good side. Cove won their championship. Cove have momentum. Let's see what happens in the final. And we'll be taking Cove as serious as we've taken every team from the first round of the championship. So, two weeks' time, we'll go at it with Cove and may the best team win. Thank you very much. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, fair play to the lads for playing the match out on top of us. Skelly Michael by the sounds of it. Oh, I feel cold even listening to that match audio. A windy day in Bantry between Kilmurray and Orhan. Here is Orhan manager Martin McCarthy, which are after the game. Uh, first of all, commiserations. Disappointing to lose at the semi final stage. You just didn't get going in that first half. Was it? I mean, you were playing into a strong wind um, and you didn't get the scores that might have kept you a bit closer going into the second period. Yeah, it's, it's just, yeah. to be honest, we were, we were very poor in the first half. We just just one of those days we just couldn't get going. Uh, we were off the pace, we were off our men, um, nothing inside stuck. Just uh, just things didn't go our way in the first half, can't explain it. We thought we prepared well to come into it, we thought we trained well, we thought we were in good uh, shape coming into it. We started well against Kinsale, but for some reason today we just we weren't at the races in the first half and, and uh, it proved costly there in the end. Yeah, and even in the end you fought back to within four points. I mean, Conor Loney was an excellent form when he's freezing everything, but how much did the conditions play a role today? Uh, our, I don't know the conditions are kind of the same for both teams to be honest uh, they, they played the conditions better um, 
you know, we kind of we got going a bit there in the last 10-15 minutes, but it was it was ultimately too late. And um, yeah, we probably could have played the conditions a bit better, but um, yeah, not it was just we didn't do enough to win that game of football, to be honest. Long term, you're going into a new championship, which is something Ireland badly need. You didn't get to play a junior A championship this year, but next year you're into one. A lot more competitive games. This is going to bring you on. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will bring us on. And, uh, look, the lads fought to the end. They're, they're a great uh, group of lads. Couldn't have asked for any more all year uh, without championship games, and it was tough. And um, they, anything you asked them to do, they did it. And um, look, very disappointed with the performance, but very pleased with their efforts for the year, to be honest. Thanks very much. Appreciate Thank it. you. Yeah, uh, uh, commiserations to Orhan who exit the championship at the semi-final stage and uh, well done uh, to Kill Murray. Now we're going to hear from Jer who was there. I also spoke to him about the big games, uh, two big games tomorrow at Parky Cueve. Jer McCarthy is on the line. Jer, you are at the uh, Junior A Football Championship County semi-finals, a win for Kill Murray. Um, tell me, I can't imagine the conditions were, were too good just looking out the window from Bishopstone here today so uh, a, a good contest I, I imagine between the, 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 two si- the two sides Yes we were treated to a very good contest uh, Aidan and thankfully uh, as if um, by just pure chance the, the horrible weather um, all the way down to Bantry this afternoon managed to dissipate just as a throw and so all the heavy showers um, were gone thankfully the two teams were able to get on with it and just as the final whistle went uh, it started off again so we are very very lucky today but um, it's a big day for Kilmurray and a big win for them. They've won this county Junior A Football Championship semi-final 110-16, to but they led in 1-7 to no score at halftime. Now, they did have the aid of a wind in the opening half, but from Orhan's point of view, and by their own admission afterwards as well, as our manager Mark McCarthy told the big red bench, they just never got going. and They had three or four opportunities to get on the scoreboard. They trailed wide and one hit the post, but it was all Kilmurray in that first half, and they got off to the best possible start with Podrick uh, Brahanu getting their goal inside the fifth minute. They led 1-1 to no score. They held off Orhan then for the rest of the half, picked their points, um, uh, wherever they got the opportunity. Liam Wall needs to mention there, their centre forward. He was excellent all the way through and he finished with three points as did Tomas Collins, their pre-taker. But uh, in the second half, they just kept the scoreboard ticking over. They got three points. And a late flurry, let's give um, Orhan some credit. They came good late, late in the second half. Connor Loney was responsible for 1-5 of their 1-6, including a converted penalty late on. But they just left themselves with too much to do. Um, you cannot expect to win a county semi-final at any grade if you can't get on the scoreboard in the first half and so it proved so Kilmurray are the ones who go through to the county final where they will meet Cove who are the surprise winners in the other semi-final against Budavant and that's in a fortnight's time but no no arguments here with the outcome in Bantry a very wet and a very windy Bantry now um, uh, Kilmurray are through to that county final I believe it's their first county final appearance in 10 years um, and fully deserved Absolutely. Well, two weeks of, of excitement and build-up for Kilmory. Um Of course, tomorrow then, the Premier uh, Senior Football Championship semi-final and, and, the, uh, and the Senior A uh, final as well. Um, look, I suppose uh, like <laughs> it doesn't come much bigger than this, really. In in the in the Premier Senior Football Championship final, uh, the Bears uh, versus Nemo. I think Rory described it as the El Clasico of Cork football, of Cork Gaelic football. Um, it's 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 a huge occasion, and of course, everything that goes with it, with the Bears going for a double as well, which it's it's, it's going to be a huge day. Yeah, and Rory O'Hagan is some man for coming up with the headline uh, headline tags to, to add the county finals, but Absolutely. he doesn't need one for this. Um, 
two age-old rivals, uh, Nemo Rangers and St. Finbars, synonymous with senior football in Cork for as long as I can remember, going toe-to-toe in what everyone is expecting to be a cracking final. I think it will be two. And as you said, Aidan, correctly, there's a lot on the line here, not just a county title, um, but from Nemo Rangers, it's, they're celebrating their centenary year. They've had some fantastic... Um, events already um, the Trebek Club or sorry the Trebek Club yeah to celebrate that but this is the big one for them um, they won it two years ago they lost uh, the delayed final uh, last time out so they're they were always anxious to come back and make their mark once again they haven't exactly set the world on fire I think it's fair to say all the way through the championship but under Paul O'Donovan they've done what they had to do to get over their opponents they've had to face mass defences on more than one occasion it's kind of Kilty and Carby Rangers that come to mind but they've always found a way they've got some fantastic players they've got Luke Connolly as their captain and you know they're well used to county finals the the event and the day will certainly not overawe them and they need to be taken seriously because they have a real chance of winning this I think Aidan but on the other side of the pitch, Paul O'Keefe and the Bars are back to try and make it back-to-back county titles. And also, as you mentioned, the added uh, caveat of possibly uh, grabbing their third football and hurling senior uh, double. They haven't done it since 1979-1980. The Torah Club have been just excellent all year. They're by far the best team I've reported on or seen in action. They are improved on last year and they're hungry and any other county final I'd be tipping St. Finbars to win this but because of the opponent and because of the history with the opponent Nemo Rangers even though Nemo as I said I don't think they've hit top gear just yet and this one is a very very close one to call it's going to be an absolute cracker hopefully in front of a huge crowd and uh, as I said the two probably most consistent teams in the championship have reached the county final and it should make for a fantastic occasion we saw last night David Clifford and Shane Walsh at the All-Star Awards. The two of them were up for Player of the Year. David Clifford obviously winning it, but um, it's uh, it wouldn't be too bad to see uh, a Luke Connolly uh, versus Stephen Sherlock version of that head-to-head in the final tomorrow. It certainly wouldn't. And you're talking about two of Cork's most ultra-talented forwards. I think Sherlock definitely has blossomed into a serious inter-county player. Took his time, to, as everyone does, to find his feet at inter-county level. But he's hugely important to the Bars as well. But he certainly has enjoyed a very, very good season. He's been helped by a terrific forward line with the likes of um, Killian Myers-Murray helping out up front there as well. And I think the thing with the Bars, Aidan, is they don't rely on Sherlock. They've got so many weapons bursting through from midfield. We haven't even talked about Ian McGuire, yeah. Brian Hayes, Ethan Toomey. They, they've got weapons everywhere and they're defending as a unit really, really well. Much improved than last year. And what I find interesting is um, talking to Paul O'Keefe and the build-up to the county final and in the semi-finals as well. Both he and any of the players that I spoke to, um, they all went back to that Kilku All-Ireland Club semi-final defeat. They all mentioned it without prompting. Mm. It's something that still is in the back of their minds. I think they're very, very anxious to atone for that. Now, easier said than done. You've got to win your county first. You've got to navigate Munster, which is another difficult thing to do. But I'll go back to what I said earlier. Having seen them in the flesh a couple of times this year, this Bars team is as good, if not better, than what they were last year. We mentioned the other star forward in the Nemo side, and similar to Sherlock, Nemo don't rely as much on Luke Connolly as they used to, but there's no better forward in the county to create something out of nothing. He's done it time and time again this year, even though he's been closely marked. And I think being captain suits him. 
I think the additional responsibility is bringing the best out of him. I think that was a smart move by Paul O'Donovan, the manager. And look, it's when, when you've got somebody like Connolly, he could go out of the game for 10, 15 minutes, which you don't want any other player in the county, you know, bearing down on goal if you're a defender or a goalkeeper. He's just so good in front of goal. He can pull something out of nothing. And uh, those two players, I think you're right to pinpoint them because I think they're going to be pivotal to each team's chances of success tomorrow. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I was at the the, the Kilkew game that that day in Port Leash, and I've done everything in my power to get it out of my head as well because it was probably the worst game of football I've ever seen in my life. Anyway, moving on, um, St Michael's and Knockdegree contesting the Senior A football final, and a big day, I suppose, especially for Knockdegree. Yes, the the juggernaut that is Knockdegree that have been coming up through the ranks over the past number of years under the mighty John Finton Daly to give him his full title their manager they are a serious serious uh, team um, when you think about where they've come from like they were to Hello Junior Club not, not all that long ago a few years ago and what they've won and how they've won it and the manner in which they've done it marks them out as a, as a club on the rise uh, it's, it's amazing to think that they've reached now the senior eight ranks and they're one step away from joining the Premier they certainly haven't looked out of place in the in the county leagues they've gone up against some good teams and done well against them and look they are a team certainly uh, under John Finton Daly capable of winning this county final but again their opponents I mean what more can we say about St Michael's this is they've lost three county finals they've lost two of those I think it is by you know by a point I was, I was on the sideline when Mallow scored that injury time goal to beat them as last year the year before I can't remember offhand now but I think there isn't a neutral in the county that would begrudge Michael's finally getting over the line at senior A. Like, look, they've been here a number of times. They've they've tasted defeat. It is very very hard to bounce back from it. But they keep coming back. They're a young team. They've got pace all over the pitch. But I just wonder tomorrow are they facing a more savvy physical opponent um, and how that game's going to go? I don't know. But it would be edging towards not agree, unfortunately. But of all the teams in the county. And I genuinely mean this, that I would love to see when a county at this stage, St. Michael's are that team because they've been there so often. And it is very hard to shake off the mantra when you've lost a couple of county finals in a row. Um, but to keep coming back, you know, that, that, that's, a, that's a special group of players. And I would love to see them win it, but I think not can agree. I think they're just on a roll. I think they'll let the tactics rise and I think they'll edge it. And just finally, quickly, your, uh, who's your pick for the, the, Premier, the, the Premier Senior Football? I was hoping I'd get away without you. Um, I, I have backed the bars all year, having seen them in full flight. As I said, if there was anybody else across the pitch on them, it would be 100% the bars. I think they'll do it, but I don't think they'll do I think we might need extra time. I don't know. It's so hard to call. But from what I've seen of both teams this year, in full flight at top gear, you've got to go with the bars. But only just. Absolutely. Well, look, it's going to be a fantastic day. Two o'clock and four o'clock, the two throw-ins for the, the, the finals tomorrow in Parky Cueve. Sure, hopefully it's going to be a cracking day of football. Thanks a million for today and uh, we'll chat to you again. Thanks, one in. Talk soon. Yeah, and uh, best of luck to all of the teams tomorrow, of course, St. Michael's and Nocturne Two o'clock throw-in at Parky Cueve in the Bon Secures Senior A Football Championship Final. Um, obviously, uh, the tickets are advanced sale www.gacork.e slash tickets um, under 16s are free when accompanied by an adult if you're heading along tomorrow um, and of course then 4 o'clock
o'clock. Um, like we said, it doesn't come much bigger in terms of county football finals. Nemo versus St. Finbar's, um, just huge, huge clash. Um, we um, have some um, audio here from the Nemo Rangers camp. Andrew Horgan went along uh, to speak with their manager, um, Paula Donovan, and their captain, Luke Connolly. Let's hear first from the boss, Paula Donovan. So, Paul, uh, the final is almost upon us. Uh, how much are you looking forward to it? Yeah, really looking forward to it. No, I suppose we've had a, a four-week run-in since we played last. We did have a junior hurling matter to look after in, in between, but um, all football now for the, for the last two weeks and this week. So, really looking forward to it. Is the long break, was that a good thing? So, maybe with the Wilton games, or is, it, or is it probably a bit too long? I think it helped us in a bit because um, we, uh, we had the hurling, which we had to focus on that for the week. In fairness, they were in the city final. So, we, we know football. We, well, those lads did know football that week. So, then it allowed us to give a, a three-week run-in, which means you can work hard for a week and you can relax and then ease into the... It's kind of roll into the game now on Sunday. Yeah, and in terms of winning, obviously, that hurling final as well, it must be a bit of a boost going into this game. It is a boost. Um, and, you know, I suppose the Bears are feeling the same boost from uh, winning the hurling. So, we have... About ten guys starting both, and then a couple of fellas coming on with either panel, either football or hurling. So there's, there's, it's, it's like the rising tide lifts all boats, you know. So we have felt the benefit of our HM. And in terms of Sunday, uh, how much you mentioned there, how much you're looking forward to it? How tough a game are you expecting against the best? Well, look, we're playing against uh, the Cork and Munster champions. They're, they're, they're eased through their group. And they beat a very good Castle Haven side in the semi-final. So they're going to be the best team that we'll have faced this year. Um, I hope we'll be the best team that they'll have faced this year. I'm expecting it to be close. There's very little between Nemo and Bars normally. That's been the history of it. And I think it's going to be very close. Whichever team shows a bit of form in the day might just get over the line. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk about Nemo's performances this year. But obviously the hope is that... You- Putting in a really good performance on Sunday and be at your best. Yeah, but like we've had, we've had, we've mixed the good with the bad. I think uh, we had a very good performance against Castlehaven. I mean, a lot of people saw that match and, and said it was the, the the game of the year so far. And uh, so we had that. Then we had two sloppy performances, if you like, against um, Clannacilty and Carberry Rangers. But we had a good performance against against Ben and Colleague. So I think if we had a different form, hopefully it is behind us and we're on the rise now. Yeah, any more club that always rise, uh, especially on the special occasions and big games. Yeah, we have a fantastic record in finals. This is our 27th. We've won 22. That's that's a fair record. And uh, hopefully it'll be number 23 on Sunday. Especially in the centenary year as well, how special would it be for you to, to win it? Uh, yeah, it, is, it, it does. We haven't really talked about it that much, to be honest with you. It'd probably mean more to the club than to the team, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, people in the club would, would want it probably to see us doing it, but we're looking at it as the one-off, the game that it's the next game in our in our, in our programme, and we just want to win it for ourselves and for the for the title that's there, you know. I'm sure you're expecting a big Nemo crowd to turn up Sunday. I it? hope so. I think they're organising the, the kids now and everything else. So um, normally usually you'd see people going to those games who haven't, you mightn't see from one end of the year to the next. They tend to turn up at those. But we're hoping to get all the kids down as well. Yeah, and I said a lot of talk is talking about the Bears, maybe a big crowd and they're going for the double. Is that going to suit you or how does that come to your thinking? That's, that's, we can't influence that. It's outside of our control. So we haven't even spoken about that. You know, uh, We only worry about what we can control ourselves and take from there then. All right, just finally, are you confident of being successful in something? Oh, I have huge confidence in our lads. Absolutely huge confidence. We know we're in for a huge challenge, but I feel that if we can come in and play to our potential, we'll be there thereabouts. All right, best of luck. Thank you.
Yeah, Paula Donovan there with Andrew Horgan, the Nemo Rangers manager. Um, just bring you up to date with uh, what's going on at Thoman Park. It's uh, Munster 9, Ulster 15. Jack Crowley has tapped over a couple of penalties. Simon Zebo is on the pitch for Munster. Uh, Ulster are now down to 14. They have a man in the sin bin. 62 and a half minutes gone there. Uh, right, let's hear from the Nemo Rangers captain, Luke Connolly, who has also been speaking to Andrew. Luke, obviously, the final's only a few days away now. How much yeah. are you looking forward to it? Yeah, lost. Look, I suppose there's a few of us who are privileged enough to have played in, in a couple of countries at this stage, but um, as we only said recently on the training session, each one could be our last. So I think it's about, particularly this stage of my career, it's about enjoying every minute of it because, as I said, there might be many more after. Yeah. I want to ask you about your sister as well. Obviously, Ireland got to the World Cup recently. A big achievement for her. Yeah, I suppose, look, if you're looking at achievements and, and where they rank, I suppose getting to a World Cup probably outranks getting to a county final uh, to a degree um, but yeah look I suppose the, the panic now is trying to figure out how you get to the furthest place away in the world which is Australia so um, I think all the thoughts now are on how to get to Sydney um, how to get to Port how to get to Brisbane so um, and I'm happy to have that distraction as well so um, yeah look it's 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 a bit bizarre to be chatting to your sister about getting ready for a World Cup you yeah. know it's, it's just it's just an incredible achievement for her and um, yeah it's, it's hard to describe I suppose how I suppose the, everything that the father has done for has kind of come full circle and we're just going to play in the biggest stage in, in football so um, yeah just an incredible achievement for, for yeah, you probably need to win Sunday so for yourself is it I don't even think it'll compare so I, when I lose I don't think it'll match up but, um, but yeah look obviously the, the, the ideal scenario is to win um, particularly going in there as captain and it's something that I'm not really trying to play on in my mind but um, there, there would be something special about being able to lift it as a, as a captain in this club so um, it's a list I'd, I'd love to join yeah, and in terms of captain's role this week, have you anything kind of planned as well or anything like that? No, look, as I've said to a couple of lads tonight, um, it, it's a very easy group to be captain of. I'd imagine it's even easier to manage because you've got, I mean, you've got like Paul Kerrigan, Barry O'Driscoll, Michal, all captains who have lifted it. You've got leaders in every line of the pitch. So um, I think at this stage, captain is just a couple of letters next to your name. Um, so um, I'll just do exactly what we've been doing all year. And, and I suppose if, if me leading as a captain is, is getting the importance causing again, I, I'm happy to do that. In terms of the game itself, um, what are you expecting? Obviously, up against a really good Barstage. Yeah, look, a, a really good team. I suppose we haven't really faced each other since 2019. Um, we are supposed to come in off the back of, of a county. Um, I think 2017 as well. You know, we're probably two different teams since. Um, they're definitely a lot stronger. Look, I, I've no problem saying that. Um, they've got some really good, strong young players coming through. You look at like Brian Hayes this year, who, who's been a real, I suppose, emerging talent in, in the senior setup, but is, is certainly look. An extremely talented footballer. Um, also, we know like McGuire and Sherlock what they have. Um, but I think we're up against this. Do you know they're, they're reigning county and Muscle champions. If the shoes on the other foot, we'd be the exact same and going in with, with, with high confidence. So, um, a tough game. And look, I suppose obviously we're hoping to get the result, but uh, there's, a, there's a lot to, to be said. Yeah, would you think you're kind of the underdog so long? I, I would think so. And, and I suppose people say, oh, you're only saying that to, to get in their heads. But I mean, look, as I said, if we can. Came in as, as 
Ulster champions we'd expect to be underdogs um, the way they played this year in the championship no one has really laid a glove on them so I mean on the other side of it we probably struggled in games the, the clan game the carry game in particular where um, we weren't exactly firing all cylinders um, you saw the way they dispatched Castlehaven recently again if I was in the bar system, I would be going in high confidence and expected to be um, favourites but at the same time the 30 players in the dressing room and the 30 players in this dressing room aren't worried about what the odds are saying so I think that's for everyone else yeah because it's obviously a bit strange saying Nemo Rangers are underdogs in any final yeah yeah but look I, I look, I know a lot of some of their players personally and they're in no way underestimating us likewise we're in no way underestimating them so um, as I said I think that's just a conversation for, for the guys on the street to be honest yeah. <laughs> and they all that talk about them and obviously doing the double and stuff like that is that going to help you maybe play yeah, I don't know I mean it's, it's, it, I suppose strangers have been our logs and seeing a lot of neutral people wanting to see us win um, and maybe that's to stop them winning that double but um, but no look, I, I, look it's a huge testament to what the club has achieved um, winning a senior hurling and being in a, in a senior final look, it's, it's a fabulous achievement for them um, I would say it's probably again something that worked against us um, because I suppose the atmosphere in the club you know winning is a habit we've seen it here when, when the junior hurlers are, are doing quite well it kind of feeds well into the senior team as well because you know as I said momentum everyone is when you're, you're in week in week out you're winning games um, you know the support is huge so um, again I think it's probably an added bonus that they have a couple of players who have won a couple two weeks ago are going for a second you know so um, yeah hopefully we can stop that but yeah I, look, I think it's, it's a bonus on their side yeah it's likely to be another big crowd and it's obviously hopefully the weather is better than the hurling one yeah look I suppose at the start of the year it's probably a county final you would have wanted to see you know whether it be ourselves in the bars or probably Castlehaven would be in that bracket but this is probably the one that I suppose most neutrals would like to see um, and I've no doubt that Bears and Nemo fans will, will travel um, the factor as well that's in Michael's will be on for us which again will probably bring down again a fairly local strong city crowd um, but, uh, but yeah I, I'm expecting a big crowd in, in what is a fabulous venue yeah confident so you can um, get the result as well in the win uh, yeah super confident <laughs> <laughs> no look uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully and then just again finally if you can sum up what would it mean to you as I said as captain and everything yeah look it's, it's probably it, it's a uh, I suppose when you're going up to certain milestones you, you, you want to reach your, your first county obviously we're lucky enough to be able to do it a couple of times but that first county your, your first senior debut certain things that will always stick out in your memory getting to captain your club will be one and, and look winning, being a winning captain is, is a milestone that I would have had on my list it's not one I saw myself getting to do so um, hopefully I can cross it off Fantastic stuff there from Luke Connolly. Um, one probably the one of the most uh, open uh, interviews we we've had uh, this year from from the club scene. Um, he doesn't hold back at all, uh, and uh, great stuff at the start as well. Speaking about his sister Megan, obviously with the Ireland team getting to a World Cup. Uh, yeah, really enjoyed that one. Um, now. Munster right back in it but they have hit a chance to go ahead they've hit the post Simon Zebo played an incredible part here in Shane Daly's try uh, Munster went over 14-15 Jack Crowley it was difficult right on the line uh, the, the try was scored into the corner and he hit the post hit the right upright um, on what is probably a very windy uh, night I imagine anyway at Tobin Park um, but Munster right back in it Ulster do have a scrum at uh, in around the Munster 22 at the moment but a big big chance for Munster now to, to turn the tide there right Liverpool hosting uh, Liverpool hosting
hosting Leeds of course at a quarter to eight tonight in the Premier League Shane Pennington has the team news from Anfield Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp makes three changes then from the side that were beaten 1-0 at Nottingham Forest in their last league outing Trent Alexander-Arnold Thiago and Darwin Nunes all start they replace James Milner Curtis Jones and Fabio Carvalho whilst for Leeds well Jesse Marsh also makes three changes from the side that were beaten by Fulham last time out Crescencio Somerville Rasmus Christiansen and Tyler Adams all come in to start they replace Luke Ayling Sam Greenwood and Lewis Sinistiera at Anfield it's Liverpool and Leeds yeah, and 66 minutes gone at Craven Cottage, Fulham nil, Everton nil, and uh, plenty of shots going in on goal, but uh, no one able to break the deadlock as of yet. Right, let's finish up with some cricket. Um, New Zealand won their game this morning to open up a gap um, at the top of Group 1 at the T20 World Cup. Then Ireland, uh, of course, navigating the rain. They beat England thanks to the Duckworth and Lewis rule. And unfortunately, then a washout yesterday because that was a real chance to get a win against Afghanistan, which would have been, uh, you know, it could, could have given them an incredible chance of getting out of the group as, it's, as it is. They're... Uh, level in second place with England and Australia on points and of course then they play Australia on Monday. Here is Ireland men's captain Andrew Balburney uh, who held a press conference yesterday after the abandonment of that uh, match against Afghanistan at the MCG. When you haven't done anything you can't really be too disappointed. I think the weather has just been so bad over the last probably since it started raining in our game it just hasn't stopped. Um, I'd be very doubtful that if there's a game played there this evening as well it's just so wet out there um, so yeah it's not that disappointing because we haven't done it we haven't we can't control it so uh, we'll just have to move on to Brisbane and, and hope we get a good performance up there there's the chance to go top of the table how good would that have sounded <laughs> yeah um, naturally I think if we had gone out and you know there was a bit of break out there or, or a bit of sunshine around but the fact that it was so grey and, and wet it was always kind of doubtful that we'd get out there so I think I'm not sure I think we're second now it, 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 there's just so much going on in that group with um, rained off fixtures and, and run rate and stuff but I suppose to still be in the hunt with two games left is pretty good and two pretty big games coming up yeah the, the world champions in their own backyard is, is something pretty special I know the group are very excited about that challenge um, each game brings its own challenge and certainly playing the, the best T20 team as their champions up at the Gabba is pretty special we have some good memories from the Gabba from a few years ago um, but certainly playing Australia there will be a completely different animal um, but exciting at the same time It's another team we haven't played of course for many years <coughs> Yeah um, I think I said the other night I, I haven't played them in a T20 international um, but we know how good they'll be they'll you know, it's starting to get down to that sort of must-win territory for a lot of teams. Um, certainly, there'll be big pressure on those teams when they play against us. They'll be expected to beat us, no doubt. Um, so that's a kind of nice way to go into a game. You can play with a bit more freedom. Uh, hopefully, we kind of have that belief in our group. We certainly have that belief in our group that we can beat them, but we know we'll have to be very good on the day. The mindset is that you've beaten England, you've beaten West Indies, why not Australia? But 100%, yeah. Um, like I said, they're under pressure. Um, tonight's game will probably be postponed or abandoned unless there's a, a sun somewhere up there. Um, so, yeah, it'll be all to play for for all the teams next week. Uh, Gabba and then down to Adelaide. So it's exciting getting to go to the Gabba and the Adelaide Oval in potentially games that could 
progress you into the semi-finals all going well but certainly the first task is to, to have a good crack at the Aussies Obviously the cricket schedule is pretty manic but um, is there a frustration that you've come here for this great global event that has been the focus of your year uh, and here you are in the wettest month in Melbourne and kind of paying the price for it um, I don't know we've, we've played we've played five games out of six uh, we didn't we were lucky in Hobart we got all three games in there played against Sri Lanka played against England and this is the first time it's been called off the weather looks pretty good in Brisbane um, but it's obviously causing a lot of difficulties in, in other games I think this, obviously Afghanistan this is their second game in a row um, abandoned so they're a bit unlucky in that regard but um, it's just part of the game unfortunately you do come to us yeah we're going to have to leave that there but certainly interesting to see and uh, what will happen Monday we, we, we might have some more uh, cricket chat tomorrow evening on the show ahead of what is probably the biggest uh, cricket match in, in Irish cricket history on, on Monday with, with a real chance of causing a massive upset against the world champions and getting out of the group um, uh, before we leave you it's still nil all 71 minutes gone between Fulham and Everton at Craven Cottage and it is still 15-14 Ulster at Thoman Park there's 73 minutes gone but Munster looking much the better at the moment and a real chance uh, of uh, coming from behind there and getting a valuable win um, at Thoman Park for Graham Rontree's side uh, that is it we're out of time best of luck to everybody tomorrow at Parky Cueve what a massive massive day we'll have all the reaction here on the Big Red Bench tomorrow evening from the Senior A and Premier Senior Football County Finals I cannot wait for that uh, two huge huge games and a big massive day of GA in Cork um, so enjoy that if you're heading to it and don't be afraid to get in touch with us as well at Big Red Bench on Twitter if you're heading to that I'll throw the podcast up of this when I get off air um, redfm.e and all major podcast platforms Stevie G is on the way next The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM